The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wonder if Fishby has got a SAG card. I mean, well, he should. He, that was smacking. I mean, man. And look, I admire it. He tried his best, man. I love that, you know. Oh, absolutely. I love that that happened. I thought Wispy was awesome in a whole thing. But I'm again, watching the replays, I'm like, whoa, oh, man. Yeah. Like, Jesus, all right. Man, you, you, you should get a penalty for faking the penalty. It was embarrassing. Like, Did he shove Paul Simon? Yeah. He's a tiny dude. But yeah, it was... Uh, I, I, I don't even want to hear it from Suns fans about how Nicola did so much wrong. No, he didn't. And if it was one of our... I always say that. If it was one of our guys... If that's KD over there, we'd be like, the guy was holding the ball. You got it. We'd, we'd be all over it the opposite direction. So. There's one person you couldn't use on our team. Aiden. Aiden yeah, would have lost yeah. the ball and probably got knocked down by the fan. All Aiden ate of him. Could I have your seat? We have begun calling him Dominatrix. <laughs> we just think that he's, he'd be better off. Me and my, my friend Mark came up with that one. I love Dominatrix. And just get him some leather, a butt plug, some tassels on his nipples, and send him out there. To get, you know, pushed around or beaten by the opponent, because evidently he's into dominatrix. Watch some excellent play. Oh, he's great at, yeah, he cucks. He cucks <laughs> the game. He occasionally gets knocked or he gets pushed around like a, like a cuck would. Uh, dominatrix is uh, unnecessary. Jock Landale matched him. It's sad when you got a max player for $33 million that when he's out of the game, there is zero fall off. There nothing changes when he leaves. It's, the, it's actually a little bit better. So that dude has played his way out of town. But oh, it was so much fun. And then U-Fest on Saturday, which was just great. I, I fell in love with the warning. They were phenomenal. Yeah. No stage, no, you know, they didn't get the pyro. They don't have any lighting. It was daytime. They just went out and played their songs. Those girls are ready to blow up. That was phenomenal. And then nothing more came out and just, they're awesome. We had some great bands. I Prevail kind of won me over a little bit. I'm not a huge fan, but I watch them. I'm like, all right, these guys, they're very heavily tracked. It's like listening to a radio uh, edit of a live concert. It was all I appreciate that on the sound side. Well, you can appreciate it, but they're putting out no effort when they've got that much track going. I mean, a little bit's one thing. Right. Their whole vocal setup. If if you like that, just go to um, an album or CD release and let them play it for you. Because for them to run around and act like they were doing a ton was crazy. Or some kind of... 
interview him in between songs. Oh, yeah. Where, where, what what were you, you thinking? From? Right here. What were you thinking about this part? <laughs> I was hoping you somebody would hit play on the computer. Yeah, yeah, I just needed play to be touched on the computer, and we felt really good. You going to do another song for us? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It was like American Bandstand yeah. when you watch somebody poorly lip sync. They, they sang it, but oof. Well, Mr. Booty even said, because she, she was, I was back there interviewing with Fitz, so I didn't catch everybody, but she went out for every band, and she's like, you know, this U-Fest, there was not one that you could say, they weren't that good, they were oh, okay. Everybody, everybody killed it from the Black Moods on oh, up. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a bad minute. It was an awesome show. Stayed through the whole thing. Godsmack uh, goes out there, and they're just being Godsmack, doing what they yeah. do, pleasing the crowd, you know, knocking them out. Uh, everything, Warmed them up with every, the pyro. Everything you've always oh, wanted. Yeah. Boy, that pyro was hot, wasn't oh. it? I felt that for a while. I'm with Doug Hopkins hanging out there, uh, just a, and a couple of people who listen were sitting by me, and we're all kind of standing in the mess. And uh, Doug's Doug's friend, uh, I guess it was, uh, I don't know, his niece and nephew, Ashley, and I forgot the nephew's name, were standing with us. And Ashley was very short, but she's bouncing around having the time. She's, she works with Doug, too. And she's bouncing around having fun. And uh, I'm like, you can't see, can you? And she said, not really. And I go, scoot ahead of me here. And she goes, no, I'm good. I'm like, all right. So she's going and bouncing, and I see her kind of looking around, and I'm, and I'm like, all right, this is embarrassing, because she's jumping to try to see if she's that short. And I put, jokingly put my hands down, like, step into my hand, and I'll lift you up in the air, and you can see for a second. I, I told her cousin, like, help me out here. Evidently, he didn't hear me. So a second later, I've been reliving this every five minutes since this happened. I picked her up, thinking that there was balance on the other side. And I just grabbed with one hand and lifted her and kind of placed her up in the air. Luckily, she's got cheerleader strength because there was nobody. If everything should have happened where I just flipped her over, like there's there no reason for me to get her where I had her. And I'm just pushing up in the air because she was so light. I had her up pretty in high. The, in the tripod, in the stand. No one was on the other side. And I looked over. And one, once I realized it, my arm was like, we can't do this. <laughs> and it starts to just fall. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I almost killed this girl thinking that someone else was helping me. And that's why I just kind of held on for dear life while she was in there. And she's still having the time of her life. And I'm like, you don't realize how close you were to this weak arm dropping you, tossing you into the earth. I, I had superhuman strength thinking that her cousin saw helped it. her out. And I'm like, what's going on over there? I mean, I, I'm like, I think he's, I he's trying her. to impress people with yeah. his strength. <laughs> it and was. He, I impressed yeah. only me. And you lasted longer than you did. Oh. Maybe it's thing like uh, It was all adrenaline at that point because I was almost going to cry. About 40 I held her for, I, 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 I literally, I'm not kidding, almost started man crying. I almost, because I swear to God, I thought someone else was, was helping me. And I only had her left foot. And I'm she's, like, she's got to be hammered. He stood in the, one the hips are going, this is going to be, this is going to get ugly. I looked at Joy standing next to her, and I'm like, you went up on the other side, just thinking that I had balance. I look over, she's precariously teetering on like a needle, a pinhead, which is my hand. And she's standing with enough balance that I didn't feel it. And then once I looked up and realized it, all the weight of the world crashed down on this arm. Like, I don't have this strength. It was all mental. What are you Hilarious. doing? Well, I'm like, oh, he's helping. He's putting her up on his shoulder so she can see. <laughs> no, nope. Like, that's nice. I just press her. Look at I'm Atlas. <laughs> And I didn't, I, it was horrifying. What are you doing? You haven't seen how this movie ended? My yeah. boy Craig, you could have called him. He would have helped you out. Exactly. Wait for you broken broke your wrist. arm doing I know. That. Yeah. You get off, I don't know how to lift someone up like that. It was a cheerleader lift. She must have been a cheerleader. Because she stayed so balanced and so comfortable in my hand. And I, look, I put no effort into it. She was little. Both could have been in survival horrifying. mode. Horrifying. To Ashley, I apologize. I could have. So I look back and I see her cousin has got a beer. 
And everything kind of dawned on me, like, you're the only thing keeping her head off the cement right now. And I didn't know how to bring her back down. I'm holding the foot. It looked like a good dismount. Oh, no, I dropped her. <laughs> I, I literally put both hands out and then just slid my hand off her foot and let her fall into my arm. Um, and she still was like, that was great. I'm like, you didn't realize how, you have no idea how dangerous that. It reminds me of this time I took this girl named Heath. This is years ago, before the airport, before 9-11, before uh, bin Laden ruined everything. You could go to the airport and, like, Wayne's World, the planes, watch them coming in and out. And this girl, Heath, was pretty cute. And me and my friend, AJ, you know AJ, we took these girls to, and we'll go to the airport, and we'll grab food in the food court, and then we'll go watch planes. So we're in the parking garage. It's nighttime. The planes, it's kind of, I don't know if it's romantic or weird. And and so we're on the, the third level of the parking garage. And she leans over the edge, and I thought... That we were on the side that had, in the old airport, had this grassy drop-off. So I grabbed her ankles, and I hung her out the side. And then I brought her back in and just laughed. She's in tears immediately, screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm like, what happened? I look over the edge, straight to the road. Three floors, three stories. I, I held that girl 33 feet over the, over the straight drop. And I mean, just barely hanging on. <laughs> Pulled her back in. It was the and, and then again the same feeling I had the other night. These weird tears like start to well about midway through my face. Like don't cry in public. Don't cry in public. She's <laughs> white as a ghost, scared to death. And I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I had to play it cool. Like I knew. Don't worry, I had you. I almost let her go, thinking she'd slide down the grass. There was no grass. It was on the other side. I got confused as to which side we were on. Oops. I almost threw her right down into the road. Oh, I'd still be in jail. And actually, right now, I'd be getting out. My, my involuntary 25 years, I'd be just now getting out. I'd probably have uh, weird tattoos. And it, yeah, so that kind of happened again. I don't think it was as bad on Saturday as it was when I almost dumped that girl out the airport window. But You don't know that necessarily because oh. she could survive it, and you could be sitting in some sweet seats at the Suns game. Yeah, I might have married her. You, right, like you a wheel her <laughs> I didn't do anything with her, and she was bipedal. You start throwing her out the window and roll her around. I'm, maybe take a shot, but I don't think she'd want to be around me that much more. This, this the guy that dropped me out of windows. Yeah, now we're married, aren't we, honey? It's great. Yeah, I busted her spine in like eight spots. Here's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Yeah, I, I so to Ashley, I apologize. Uh, you might have thought that someone underneath you was under control. I had no idea. No one else was helping me, and it was superhuman strength. It all goes to show it's all mental. I mean, look, I'm like, that was nothing. Popped her right in the air. But oh my sweet Jesus, that could have been bad, so bad. And she still like just went through the whole night. I was shaken. Had the chills afterwards because you know. Like you said, like you just had a little boost from yeah. a buddy. You went ass over tea kettle from the top because once that balance is gone, there's oh, no done. breaking that yeah, fall. It, I had her done. straight up in the air. Break your wrist. I looked over at Brady. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And that's when I looked over and I'm like, I am holding a girl alone. This is bad. Horrified. So it was a uh, 
quite a quite a night. But you fest went off without a hitch. No deaths, as far as I know. At least at the show. I don't know if any of you guys killed each other afterwards. That's fine. Yeah, it's not our responsibility exactly. anymore. Yeah, once you guys bailed out of there, that's on you. But uh, it was fun. Great time. Hopkins turns to me in the middle of the thing and he goes, I'm old. How much longer is this? Like, just when they're done, they're done. You stay here. <laughs> he's a year older than me, but he started, you know, he was done. He was all done. We got a couple emails over the weekend thanking us for the, talking about the warning and stuff like that. I tell you, man, they killed it. Killed it. We tried to get him back for your, uh, you were interviewing everybody. Who's the best interview on Saturday? You had everybody except and they were all. I mean, to be honest, they were all good. I mean, I'm not not even just saying that from from start to finish. We didn't interview Godsmack. Sully uh, was a little busy, apparently. Sully pulled walking a, by ten times. He big timed you, yeah, big time. So we were going to bring the warning back out after their set because you came over. You know, like, I'm going to meet him. You know, yeah. so we're like, all right, let, let's do it. But apparently, they were they were showering at the time. We should have interviewed uh, him right then and there. <laughs> We'll, we'll do that right interview. When I came off stage. Pop in there and interviewed him. That would have been great. Yeah. Oh, we don't mind us shower. Well, it's moisture. We're fine with that. But yeah, everybody was great, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's not one I can just... It's not the typical radio. Thing. Everybody was great. No, right. they were all... Everybody was cool Except and open. Godsmack. Yeah. Sully Except, just yeah. did not want to participate no. in the interview. And, and then, he walked by us like 10 times because we were right there by the backstage door. Yeah. And he was eh. walking to catering and this and that. And he had to have his own dressing room, too. Oh, is that right? Oh, you didn't see that? No. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see any of the dressing rooms. I That's, didn't see any of the backstage. When we were walking by, bus. Gray Days and uh, the Black Moods had a shared I dressing room. I saw that. Room. That's because Sully had his own dressing room at the end. It was Godsmack's dressing room over here, and then Sully earned his uh, dressing room over no here. No kidding. Yeah. yeah, he had his own. It does feel like he's like Sully featuring Godsmack. That's what it seems like it is now. Yeah, it's uh, it's his band, and then the guys just kind of live in his world. Mm-hmm. Even on stage, like, this is the Sully show. With his friends. Yeah. It, it, it was very... And they're good, but it was... I felt like it was very Sully heavy. Oh, big time. Yeah. The bass player didn't get any, like, moments. And the other guitar player... Didn't seem like it bothered them either. No, they're just collecting. But, the, I mean, look, they're playing to, you know, 12, 15,000 people, having a Got good time. Got two session guys. Right. Had a Drummer's nice, good. Yeah. Drummer's fantastic. Shannon Sully's Martin's better. Awesome. Yeah. Sully will show you. On the bongos, you, nobody beats Sully. You, you think our drummer's good? <laughs> Watch this. Get me a drum set, too. And it was a neat drum thing, but I'm like, Jesus, man, you just got done. The guitar player was playing a solo at one point, and Sully ran over with his guitar and started to match it. And I'm like, all right, it's neat. We get it, dude. You're good at this. Sully's like Ricky Ricardo. He jumps up there up front, and then he's got to go back and play his drums <laughs> and coming back. Yeah. And- look at me over here. Don't look at him. He's, he's playing guitar. But look, I've got bongos now. They're good though. They're they are, they're yeah. just a they're kind of a paint by numbers. This is what rock and roll looks like, yeah. man. But they crush it. This is what you get, yeah, and uh, you good. know what you're going to get going in. Yeah, they were really good. The uh, there was a guy. Uh, I was in the bathroom, and for some reason, there was a lot of chitter chatter in the bathroom. Dudes were chatting. Uh, our own uh, promotion superstar John Vela was in there, and oh, I'm always man. nervous when Vela has his genitals out because all of it's contagious. You never know what's going to leap off of him. Pacing aids. So, yeah, I, I don't want that pacing aids. He's yeah. from Payson. So I two, two urinals from him, and then a little guy in between us uh, you know, goes to the middle urinal, and we're, we're, somebody says, how about this weather? And I'm like, we're peeing. Shh. Everybody shush. This is like being at the movies. We don't talk. That weather's amazing. What a great show we have today. It's a great show, great weather. And I'm like, all right, we're all talking about the weather and peeing. I love you all. Now be quiet. And everybody starts laughing. And then I look over and I see that the guy in the middle has a little tiny, uh, like, uh, St. Patrick's Day green beret. And we're washing, oh, our, and we're washing our hands. And I looked at him. And I'm like, I'm going to take a chance here. Sorry about your Bruins. Yeah, it was it was rough. And I'm like, yeah, I had a feeling you were Boston Irish. There's something about you that screamed it. He did look 
Zion was from, pissing next to you? The freedom yeah, Musselli. <laughs> Musselli in his little hat. But yeah, you get that little green hat and you're five foot six. You're like, mm, Bruins fan, Boston Irish. I can see it in your eyes. It was pretty great. But yeah, the show was remarkably good and the fans were amazing. And the, and the lady that won, the uh, Becca won $5,000 from Doug Hopkins right there on our stage. She was Gave thrilled. up his money, huh? Doug finally, it's yeah. twice, it's two years in a row. Doug had a good idea because uh, he said, next year, let's get that thing, that, that T-shirt cannon that the gorilla shoots at Suns games, and one T-shirt will have 5000 bucks in it, like a, like a golden ticket. And we'll just... You're going to have some... Oh, that's what I said. Everybody will fight each other. Yeah. But again, if it's like hundreds of T-shirts, the one person that has the thing, if you've got it, come claim it at the KUPD booth. I think everybody's pretty cool. I don't think they're going to beat them up for that. Like, you've got it already. You've got to unwrap it, unravel it to find the gold. There's some scraps. There's some the free. It's, look, there's some, I'm, I'm at the Suns games all the time. Give it to the kid. They do a little, <laughs> they do a little golden t-shirt thing. Yeah. And, you know, the guy who catches it, there's usually a scramble and the guy who gets it, you're like, all right, nice job. And then you have to unwrap it to find out if you got the golden shirt. At that point, the fight's over. If somebody fights you with it right then, other people are going to beat them up. Most people, 90% of people are decent when it comes to that. I don't think that would be a, a fist fight. Uh, oh, you put enough. five grand on that? No, I don't think so. I'd love to watch it. I don't think so. Because people, we've given tons of money away before in certain things. And you think that that person's in peril as they leave. You know, the, the Easter kegs, you know, we've had a couple of people scrap or not really fight. They just kind of fall down or I found it first or, you know, for the most part, people like get it. Like, okay, you won. There's sportsmanship 90% of the time. Well, I think we could get away with it. Five Gs. I mean, I, we were we were uh, on the air, and Fitz comes back from the bathroom and goes, Jesus. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, some guy start. I got my crank in my hand, and this guy starts talking to me about, uh, you know, Doug's $5,000 and stuff. I'm like, you know, just tell me you get him five. And- Here's five bucks to stop yeah. talking to me while we're peeing. That's got to end. Dudes, we got to stop talking. And everybody was about that. Yeah. But yeah, five grand out there. It was a good show. Good night. A great weekend all the way around. Yeah, forever. I was in that bathroom for a half hour. Uh oh. I just started talking. Oh, yeah. You were ch- yeah. chattering away. <laughs> was ChatGPT there? You guys are all pals now, so I figured maybe <laughs> you guys, you bring them as guests. He didn't show up. It was fun. Man, well, yeah. It had to. It, they were there. Uh, and then I talked <laughs> to. Sexual harassment. Susan was there, and she's catching I, the, everybody that uh, figured out. Uh, for some reason, sexual harassment. Susan, our boss, has become a character people love. Not only in this building, but a few of the listeners that came over when I first got there. I'm sitting with Trip, sexual harassment. Susan Moynihan, uh, Dave Har, and uh, uh, I think David Morris. We're all at the table, and uh, a guy, the cowboy, came over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, Holmberg, I want to talk to you about the Mormon church. I'm like, ah, I get it, because the people were at my house the other day. And uh, and he said, uh, is that Trip?" And I'm like, that's Trip. That's the boss. And I said, and that's uh, Susan. Uh, she goes, the sexual harassment lady? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Did you hear that? And all she said was, nice dick. <laughs> you know, that could have been why Sully didn't come out for an interview. Because oh, she was be. hanging out with us. Her that and Trip were sitting on the couch it. for a while. I like them little. <laughs> like, Susan, stop it. You're intimidating the, the little Irish. She's going to put him in his pocket. I'm going to put you inside of my pocket. Mm. <laughs> that almost got really bad. <laughs> Sexual harassment. Susan, stop. And then she said, I don't, want, I don't want you doing that anymore. And I'm like, well, sexual harassment, Susan. You have to come on the show and ask me to stop. <laughs> I have to come on the show and do it? Yes. And apologize. 
I'm not doing that. It's not happening. <laughs> so sexual harassment Susan lives on. It's our turn. I didn't say that. And then everybody at the table is like, no, 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 we heard you say, okay, I said that. But all the other stuff, I didn't do the inspections. <laughs> yes, huh? Of those cops you did. It was great. It was a fun. We had a fun group of people. It's a fun, fun gaggle of idiots we work with. Larry had everything dialed in. Boy, to Larry a and T. Ben, give yes. Ben, ben that. Both too. of them, yeah. yes, absolutely. Our crew was unreal. So it was. It's a smooth machine. Speaking of the police, the Phoenix police out there, yep. doing the security for the show. Uh, a new one of them, and then uh, the other three or four cops that were there. One of them worked with. Rico Blaze. Nice. Oh, yeah, Brady was asking about Rico oh, Blaze. Well, yeah, he was out there and working with the Blaze, which I love. I almost said that to that kid that asked me to interview. You going to do the interview with him? Like, what's your name? And it crossed my mind. I go, Rico Blaze. Say Rico Blaze. You should. John. Like, damn it. I didn't. I was in a hurry to get out of there. Been drinking and goofing around. I wanted to go to bed. It was early still. It was awesome. Great night. Yes, something, something. Check out Homeburg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homeburg's Morning Sickness. Sun's tied up 2 2. It's now it's a best of three. Uh, U-Fest uh, out the door. Looking forward to the next event. And just uh, fun. Perfect weather. Like, just amazing. Although everybody did complain, and I didn't get stuck in this, that the George Strait and U-Fest concert crowd intermingled about 11. 30, 12. If you waited at all to get out of the parking lot. Because they were coming out of Glendale. Yeah, they came out of the stadium and George Strait started to roll out. Just missed. There were a lot of people on the freeway. I'm like, this is crazy for, you know, 12,000, 13,000. I'm like, oh, yeah, the other thing's probably broken free, too. And people leaving a George Strait concert. Was it George Strait or Chris Stapleton and George Strait? Oh, it was both, yeah. But if you're leaving a George Strait concert. You went in with a 90 IQ. You came out with a 78. So I don't want you. I mean, you're dumber than you were before. Get off the road. Listening to that incredibly slow man sing incredibly dumb songs. Plus the high volume of bro dozers coming. Oh, oh man, yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, the mix of the two. And I mean dumb. George Strait fans are the dumbest of the dumb. Ain't no. I'm George Strait. Are you cross-eyed a little bit or is it me? Was that? Remember that Pure Country? I didn't move Pure Country. And here's the thing about that movie. The leading lady isn't going to get a kiss from me because that would make my wife mad. I'm like, hey, idiot, it's acting. You're doing a movie, you dumbass. You want to be an actor, you got to act. Yeah, my wife will think it's not real. Kiss the lady. I can't kiss the woman I'm supposed to love and create a love story in the movie Pure Country. He's I ain't going on until you press my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that uh, during the George Strait show, the stadium's lights even got a little dimmer. Everybody in there dims. <laughs> it's just a dumb night. <laughs> the whole show, like the stadium's everything it can do to, to stay smart enough. If you, your phone gets dumb, it just goes back to a ro- like a rotary. It's no more smart anything in a George Strait show. I'm George Strait. All right, uncross the right one and... They forget everything. Everything's just a whatchamacallit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hoochamadoon, a whatchamacallit. I mean, what's he playing? What is that called? I believe this is called a guitar, George. Oh, uh, hit, hit it or something. <laughs> Idiots. No, yeah. not your wife. No, 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 no. Get your hand over. Yeah, so I, I was worried. I'm like, I got out of there. I'm like, oh, Jesus, we're mixing with George Strait drivers after a George Strait show. That's like, that's like giving the keys to... 
all the driver's ed cars to the special ed class. It's the worst idea ever. I did see one smart couple uh, in the afternoon. That's where they were heading. Had to have to been. George Strait? Yeah. I'll give you Chris Stapleton. Because the guy had the cowboy hat on. They are walking out of their house and his date decked out in the country wear and getting in the limo. Wearing the costume and everything. Well, at least they had a guy in a limo who wasn't yeah. going to go in and get dumb. They had a, He kept his IQ together. They got out of there. If you left at Stapleton, that's fine. But then dumb day starts. And you're, oof, you got two hours of just getting stupider and stupider. Hey, three, four. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, do I hate the George Strait. Pure country. I went to see that in the theater. The girl I was hanging out. cried. Did oh, cry? I cried because I wanted my money back and my <laughs> IQ to get now, high how again. How bad did you want to get laid? I mean, Jesus Christ. Look, it, pure it country. It's been a while. No, it hadn't. And through, the, well, let me tell you this. Here, through life Keep experience, on. you learn that you hate country music. <laughs> I didn't know how much I hated it yet. Pretty sure I didn't like it. Pure country was one of the first things that went, this is for remedial math users. These are people who struggle to balance a checkbook or, you know, have any oral hygiene whatsoever. I'm sitting in Mesa and uh, the girl I was hanging out with liked George Strait. So cute. I'm like, is he? All right, whatever. So we're sitting there. I'm watching this drivel. I'm like, this is, this is, I'd rather see Grover go up and go, today is brought to you by A. Like, I would have at least learned something. Just stealing your intelligence. Sucking the energy. Sucking the energy. Everything you've ever learned (laughs) is starting to fall out of you. It's sucking life and smart and like math and history. It's just sucking out every ounce of information you've ever learned. After George Strait reads and like opens an encyclopedia, those pages disappear. It it just sucks education away. He goes by schools and they just vanish. Oh, no education here. And I watched that movie and I looked at it and I'm like, this will never work. I don't even want to have sex with you anymore. (laughs) I didn't either. We saw pure country. And I can drop two letters from that and rename that movie and it would be accurate. (laughs) I don't know. There's, you know, one good thing is people coming out of there with a full-time job at 14. (laughs) There's truth to that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, because they've maximized their education level, their, their computer principal hit, they've hit their ceiling. 14's as high as it gets. Then they listen to more and more country and they drop from an eighth grade education back to country music listener. Oof, that stuff will dumb you fast. And I know, I look at our audience too. There's some dummies out there, but it doesn't compare to country music. Oof. And 40,000 <laughs> strong, getting dumber by the second as dumb juice flies out of George Strait's mouth into your ears. And then you have the nerve to try to drive on our freeways. Good Lord. Horrifying. They have a never, a never uh, leave a fan behind program in country music. Oh. <laughs> well, they can't. <laughs> yeah, they have to stay till the next day. Well, they've been left in fourth grade. Right, yeah, grade, it, because they, but the Gompers bus can only take so many people, so 40,000 rides was hard. And a lot of people still standing out there going, when's the bus coming back? George going to come out for a meaty-greedy? <laughs> Hi, George. Are you meaty-greedy in us? I'm George Drake. We know. I better get out of here. Oh, they're dumb. Get your Polaroid. Luckily, 
we didn't have too much uh, terrible activity. One terrible accident uh, in the middle of the night on Saturday to Sunday. Just horrible. Uh, wrong, wrong, way, wrong way driver again. I got. I so convinced it's allergy meds. Uh, let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five ninety eight hundred. That's a good one, and we will scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.